Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning and welcome to Direct Line. It is Wednesday, January 24. And you know, I was thinking, we've had the full spectrum when it comes to weather this month. You know, we've had the deep freeze below zero. We finally got significant snowfall. Now we've got like the fog and the rain. I'm ready for the sunshine. Yes. Yes. Probably not driving very fast this morning. Probably Coming not. from beautiful Covington. Well. Is that right? Be- that it's beautiful or that I didn't drive very fast? That you fast. didn't drive very fast. I didn't drive very fast. Yeah. I kind of took my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, we're so glad that you've joined us for Direct Line this week. We've got a great show. And uh, again, you find us on Wednesday mornings instead of Thursday mornings. But Stephanie, there has been a phenomenon that has really not just been an American phenomenon, but really a worldwide phenomenon. And it is the television show, The Chosen. Right. And uh, it's been translated in dozens and dozens of languages. There, There is a uh, an effort right now to translate it into 600 different wow. languages. Mm-hmm. And what is happening, it sounds like, is people are being introduced to Jesus for the very first time through The Chosen. Now, that makes some people nervous because mm-hmm. they're saying it's not the Bible, it's a right. television show. But what I hope is happening is that people they're being drawn in and you know there is power in dramatic presentation and it's leading them to scripture to really study you know we would say jesus is the king of kings and the lord of the lord so um february 1 next week Season four of The Chosen is going to launch, but there's going to be a little different twist to it. You're not going to be able to watch it in the comfort of your couch in Covington. You're going to have to go to the movie theater to see it initially. That's, so That's an interesting um, twist. Has it anything is. Has any t- TV show ever done that before, where I, they've gone to the theaters? Not that I am aware of. I'm not an expert in the world of media and entertainment, but I would say The Chosen is kind of plowing new ground yes. in mm-hmm. that they're crowdfunded. Mm-hmm. You know, They've kind of done things differently. Are they still crowdfunded uh, now to this day? I think so. I've not I've not heard otherwise. Yeah. And you know, I think that the big push that's going on right now is they want to fund all seven seasons. There's seven projected mm-hmm. seasons. Mm-hmm. They want to get it funded and begin to deliver it sooner than later. But for me, I, I know some good friends that I have a lot of respect for. They've refused to watch an episode right. and they've said that they seem more negative than positive with it. Personally, Personally, I disagree. I don't think this is an issue, you know, no. of, you know, test of fellowship or anything along those lines. But uh, my, my daughter is the one that really introduced me to mm-hmm. it. And I, I have fallen in love with it. Yes. And I can't wait. But, you know, I am so not a go to the theater kind of guy. Me too. I mean, they, they really have you hooked if you want to see it. I mean, what's multiple season or multiple episodes at yeah, one time but that's exactly weekends, right is that what it is yeah so. episodes one through three will launch on february one in theaters right. and then two weeks later on february 15 episodes four through six will play and i assume you go and you watch all three episodes you know in one right. setting but then do can you see it on your tv after the fact i think eventually it will go Angel to Network streaming or whatever but um on Jan- on february 29 don't forget this is a leap year so there's a february okay. 29 this year episode seven and eight will conclude that and i think after the fact you'll be able to watch it but um 
You going to well, go to the theaters? I don't know. That's Again, a lot of movie going. I'm in not the a month theater guy, but I'm going to be in Kansas City with the kids ah. on February 1st and 2nd. Okay. And so, I don't know. We may uh, leave Janner with Jacob and yeah. I grab my daughter and yeah. head to the theater or I may be babysitting and they go to the theater. Right. Who knows? Right. But well, it is looking, an interesting phenomenon, and I think you're right. It, produ- it produces a chance and an opportunity for conversations. I mean, Christians can say, hey, why don't you come to this with right. me? And and then, you know, you can talk about Jesus afterwards. And again, it's not, I don't think, 100% accurate of what Jesus was actually like, but I think they do do a good job of being Right. Scripturally sound. Well, and I think it's good. Sometimes I can remember growing up and you'd be at church camp and they'd be like, okay, tonight's movie night. And they uh, put in the Christian movie. Yeah, they're terrible. And it was just like embarrassing. Uh, you know, it, it know. was something that just was substandard. Yeah. I think that's changing, not just with the chosen. You know, I think Jesus Revolution mm-hmm. was a, a great mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just yeah. the way it was put. Kelsey Grammer. I right. mean, he's no, you know, schmuck. Right. I mean, he's a, he's a pretty significant actor. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it'll play out, but I, I'm just fascinated that it is upon us and it starts next week. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we'll see where it goes. What about you? Are you going to head to the movie theater? It. I don't like to go to the movies yeah? by myself. Yeah. I I, maybe my mother. But is Marsha a movie goer? Uh, Probably not so, so much. I huh? Don't know. I, yeah. I don't know if we would go three weekends out of yeah. the month of February. But so. isn't it just so wild how different things are? I mean, used to, I, we wouldn't think twice about we want to see something. It's a popular movie. You know, you, you pay your money and you head to the movie theater and it's just really changed it, And it used days. to be movies were in for a, a long time. Now it seems like they're only in for a day right. or two and you got to go see them on that day right. and, or else you lose out or I don't know. And, you know, and they're I, so expensive. I did purchase three different movies of, over the last month, but I did it through Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and I watched two of them in my bed and yeah. one of them on my couch. And <laughs> Yeah, things um, are different. Th- it really are. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, hey, we're going to take an early break, okay. and when we come back, i uh, got a couple things that I want to talk to you about. You're listening to Direct Line. It is Wednesday, January 24. It's Greg and Steph, and we'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. This is Deanna from the Witzel Family McDonald's. Our family and staff enjoy being a part of your family's lives. From a stop at McDonald's on your way to work or planning a lunch with friends or coworkers, we understand you, you need, need quick and, and friendly, friendly service with hot and fresh food. I'm Don Witzel. We strive to fill that need every day. Whether you're, you're on, on your, your way, way home from school or work, the Witzel Family McDonald's are waiting to serve you an afternoon snack or family dinner. This is Rob Witzel along with my wife Haley. We're thrilled to now, now be serving, serving our, our customers co- in Covington, Indiana. As a member of the family, we're, we're proud, proud of the, of the team's, team's commitment to all of our customers and communities of the Witzel Family McDonald's in Covington, Danville, Georgetown, Hoopston, and Oakwood. This is Jason Spencer, along with my wife, Katie. We invite you, you to stop, stop by, by your, your favorite, favorite Witzel Family McDonald's today. At McDonald's, we're a part of every community. Now is a great time to join the Witzel Family McDonald's team. Competitive compensation, flexible hours, and locations across the area make McDonald's a smart choice. Apply today at mchire.com. That's M-C-H-I-R-E.com. Joining the Witzel Family McDonald's team is only a click away. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. 
Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Wednesday, January 24, Greg and Steph. You know, Steph, we are coming up on our four-year anniversary. We'll be diving into year five in early March, and we could not do Direct Line week in, week out without some awesome sponsors. I'm so thankful for their faithfulness. You know, we have had this crew for for, for almost the entire time, and so who are we saying? They've stuck with us a long time. They really have. Absolutely. Have they forgotten? I don't know. I don't think so. I hear from (laughs) them. I don't think so, but we're really thankful for our sponsors. Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, the team at Hans Tankwash, and Chris and Deja Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic. And so, you know, the the chosen, I think you could definitely call it a cultural phenomenon that has developed. Another cultural (laughs) phenomenon that has developed is the emergence of the Stanley Cup. And I'm not talking about hockey. I'm not talking about the, the championship trophy for the NHL champion. I'm talking about the Stanley insulated cup Mm -hmm. that um, it sounds like many female young Americans have just went crazy over. And so I I noticed you're not, you've just got your typical McDonald's cup of coffee with you today. Um, I don't see any insulated cup. I do have an insulated cup, but it's a hydro flask. I have one that I bought from the dollar store. but Yeah. So we talked about this two weeks ago. Right. Were you tempted to go out and pay $45 no. No, for your Stanley I've Cup? No, I've not looked at one. Okay. I don't care about one. No. So if I was really good, I would have bought one and brought it as a prop today, but I'm too cheap to spend money on that. My wife might send me packing if I bought one more insulated cup. Well, you could cup. steal one. Well, I could steal 65 yeah. if I want to, because that's exactly what happened. In California, a woman was arrested after she sold stole 65 Stanley water bottles valued at $2,500. She went to a retail store on January 17. 23-year-old woman had a shopping cart full of drinkware, went to her car without paying, and she was on her way. And so, what, what in the world? What I find amazing is, I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever stolen anything, but yeah. If I were going to steal something, I just can't imagine how bold people are. Yeah. And that people don't stop them. I mean, she refused to stop for store staff before stuffing her car. Right. So, I mean, I know that's not your point of this. Your point right. is that someone's stealing Stanley cups, but right. I, I find it amazing that store staff cannot stop somebody. Yeah. They're going out with a cartload of merchandise. And people just put it in their car well, and, and drive off. And my question is, and she should be arrested, and she well, should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But most of the time, there are no arrests. Most of the time, they just let them they're go. just writing it off. And what's happening is it has really become catastrophic for a lot of our inner city communities, yes. where Walmart's saying, we're losing too much, we're out of here. Right. Or Walgreens is saying, we're locking everything right. up. And I, I think you should prosecute anybody that you know, is stealing. I owned a gas station a few years ago yeah. and i always thought what will i do if some yeah somebody comes in here yeah. and steals yeah. a candy bar a candy bar. did that ever happen that i'm you know sure of? it did okay but i mean but you i never feel caught like anybody. i would tackle them yeah. if they did steph knowing you i don't think you're going to be one of those people that are going to say i'll just write it off no 
know. I see you as someone that's going to kick some tail. And that's what I don't right. understand. Right. You've got security right. in, in a store, like right. a big store. Right. Why aren't they yeah. Why aren't they apprehending these people in the store before they walk out? Well, there are some instances where store managers have intervened and have stopped thefts in process against store policy, and they've been fired. They get in trouble. They've lost their jobs for it. So I think it's crazy. You know, um, why did this woman need sixty-five cups? Well, well maybe wish you could sell it. Sell it. I'm sure. Tur- yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. But, but what know, a weird. Carl Truman has the uh, title of a book. Carl Truman, Christian author, has a book title that perfectly describes it. We're living in a strange new world. You know, (laughs) things do not make sense whatsoever. Yeah, I would tackle that person. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but I took my son to New Orleans. Man, it's probably been two and a half years ago. It was the middle of summer. Yeah, I think in 2021. Yeah, hot. And, you know, we're out. It's 98 degrees, (laughs) and we jump into a CVS to buy, you know, a couple bottles of water, and we saw a theft in progress. Uh And, you know, Peyton, I could tell. He's thinking, I can take this guy right here. I'm like, dude, just leave it alone. Let it go. Yeah, Certainly not something we're going to do, but there's just something within us that says that is not right, that is wrong. But um, anyway, 65 Stanley Cups. Well, and then there's a 16-year-old from Alabama that her parents have spent $3,000 yeah. this year. Yeah. Three for cups. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you even have that cabinet yeah. space? And who yeah. needs that many cups? Yeah. Are we buying love? What are we doing there? With what? Uh, that's weird. Yeah. Think yeah. of what you could do with three thousand dollars. It's pretty crazy. I it wonder really if our is. listeners have got. I mean, is it? Are they in Danville? Are those Stanley cups in Danville? I anywhere? I don't know. Um, I think Tanya. Ward from our office Has actually one? was gifted one for Christmas, but I don't think it's her favorite one. I don't, I don't normally see her using say, it a lot. I don't normally say that I want to hear from listeners, but I think I would like to hear from listeners. If, yeah. Are they in Danville? Are there other Stanley Cups in Danville? I don't Danville? know. I don't know. Well, is, we'll check it out. Yeah. Contact me. And so like if a direct line <laughs> listener wanted to bless you with a gift, would a Stanley Cup be your desired no. gift? Okay, all right. So don't don't, I don't, don't waste s- your money. Don't waste your money. Okay. I don't think a listener is yeah. gonna gift me with a gift, but Well you never know, you know. I don't want a Stanley Cup. Hey, Sunday was an awesome day at Second Church. You know, Sunday was Sanctity of Human Life Sunday, and you put together a kids' choir, and, you know, uh, I only preached 15 minutes. I think that's why people liked it so much, you know. (laughs) Short sermon. We had a panel. We heard from Mm -hmm. some church members Mm -hmm. just about their perspective. You shared about hospice, Mm -hmm. and Tracy and Lori Thomas shared about just their journey with their special needs adult daughter, Mm -hmm. Hannah, who's Mm -hmm. just a sweet, sweet gal. Monica Allen. Mm-hmm. talked about her her journey and you know people look at Monica today I would say she is the epitome she is the picture of a successful woman yes, yes, you know and yeah. yet she found herself I think at 16 yep. you know pregnant and trying to figure out where do we go from here right. so thankful for her testimony mm-hmm. and then we were really blessed I thought the service just ended with kind of a crescendo when Bean Han and Kent Reining sang that Mark Schultz song everything to me um, is a great day well I love what I love about you and working with you is that you you are not afraid to say, hey, I, want, I would like this song. I think a lot of pastors don't do that. Maybe they don't think enough ahead or they don't want to say to their worship person, hey, I want this. But I love that you do that because um, it ties everything together so well. So well, I that appreciate song, that about you. Um, I mean, I don't want to re-preach Sunday sermon, but right. that song really changed me. Yeah. I, I've shared that right. in my 20s and 30s. You know, I've never 
wished I wasn't adopted ever mm-hmm. that I that I can remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, my parents were great. I mean, we always had our moments. Sure. Every child does, sure. but um, I could not ask for better parents mm-hmm. than Jim and Dorothy Taylor. But I think I had a pretty big chip on my shoulder about mm-hmm. my birth mother. Almost kind of like you didn't want me forget you. You know, I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't have a desire. And that song really changed me. I still remember driving my car mm-hmm. the first time I heard that. I had to pull over. It mm-hmm. was so moving to me mm-hmm. because it is really a love story. Mark Schultz also was adopted and it's really a love story to his birth mother Mm -hmm. saying thank you for giving me the gift of life Mm -hmm. and having the courage to give me up for adoption and you know uh just kind of looks at his journey Mm -hmm. from baby you know to young adult in love Mm -hmm. to father Mm -hmm. and um it it was it was wonderful i wasn't sure what my mom would think you know and sunday was one of those days Mm -hmm. where the weather just wasn't great and i knew she'd be watching online and we finally had a chance to talk about it yesterday Mm -hmm. and she she was really, really blessed by, by what she heard. She she just said that she thought it was really neat to share that perspective. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I'd ever shared with her kind of my my, my thoughts for a mm-hmm. long time mm-hmm. about my birth mother. But she thought the song was great. She thought the whole service was great. And she said, I've never heard that song. You know, that was the first mm-hmm. time I'd ever heard that mm-hmm. song. So it's mm-hmm. Everything to Me by, by Mark Schultz. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bean and Kent just did a great job bringing it out. And I thought it was cool that those guys were the ones singing it because they've leaned into right. this arena of adoption and right. foster care. Now, one thing I did want to bring up is I've heard from a couple people that said, you know, love the service. It was great. But you do understand that not every adoption story right. is a happily ever That's after. Right. And not every foster care story is a happily right. ever after. And, and I, I get that. I acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. But that's why we need grounded mm-hmm. Christians with biblical worldviews mm-hmm. that will lean in and will say, I'm going to adopt I'm going to foster. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard. It's going to be painful. I mean, some of the stories that I've heard since coming to Second Church are, are members in our church that have leaned into foster care, and it's gut-wrenching sometimes. Yes. You know, our courts, sometimes they just make really bad decisions, in, in my opinion. And yet, I love their their persistence. I, I love their willingness to say, even though this hurts and even though we disagree that, you know, the child's been taken from us and given back to the birth mom— we want to change lives and you're really changing a life one person at a time. Well, I ha- I definitely admire people that do that because I am not cut out of that cloth. I don't yeah. think that I could do it. And I do admire people that are willing to say, you know, I'm going to put my family because yeah. it's not just mom and dad that, you know, there's oftentimes like natural born children yeah. that have to adjust and yeah. make adjustments and welcome another child into their family. And it's, Boy, it's hard yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it's not it always a happy ending. It is. And it's not always happy along the way. But But I think life is tough. And yeah. I think we we are we have such a flippant society mm-hmm. in many ways where we just want the easy way mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. you know, I think of a lot of the children that find themselves in foster care or find themselves in a position to be adopted. And and they need parents that mm-hmm. can roll up their sleeves and are gonna do what it takes and um, so I, anyway, it was cool for me just to see all the people that stood up when we asked people, yeah. you know, if you've leaned into adoption, if you've yes. leaned into foster care, I didn't think it'd be that many, but so many people there, there was a lot of people. Yeah. Well, thank definitely. you for sharing your perspective. Yeah. I think it's always good when you open up you know, for any pastor. I think right. that has to be hard sometimes in the pulpit to open up about your own personal feelings about things and, and to just say, you know, why, why did you give me up? And yeah. that's a question I would yeah. think that many children 
who have been adopted, they'd probably struggle with. And well, ask. I had a mom come up to me and mm-hmm. said, you know, will you meet with my son? Because mm-hmm. my son's adopted mm-hmm. and he, he has expressed mm-hmm. just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's not really resentment. Right. It's just almost apathy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and yet, you know, when you get that gift of life, not once, but mm-hmm. twice, mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible. Absolutely. It really is. Yep. So, hey, let's go to break. You are listening to Direct Line. It is Wednesday, January 24. It's Greg. It's Steph. And we'll be right back after this. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. Hi. I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great! Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, January 24, Greg and Steph, and we are joined in studio right now by Dale Daniel. Dale is no stranger to Direct Line, and he serves as Executive Minister at Second Church of Christ, and also by Ricky Williams Sr., Yes. Not Ricky Williams Jr., no. but Ricky Williams Sr. But you are related. Yes, we are. All right. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ricky, you're teaching out at DAC right now, is that right? Correct. I teach criminal justice at DACC. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And the reason these guys are on is they're going to help educate us about a very important initiative that is unfolding in our community, and it's called the Core Reentry, and it really is targeting specifically men who are incarcerated here at Danville Correctional Center and what life is like following their prison terms. And, you know, Steph, you and I and Dale, we've been at chapel Mm -hmm. at Danville uh, once a month Mm -hmm. a lot of times, Mm -hmm. and we hear from men that are saying, will you pray for me? I'm going home, mm-hmm. or I'm going somewhere mm-hmm. in the next month. So, Dale, what is CORE Reentry? So, first of all, CORE stands for Community, Opportunity, Resources, and Employment. Those mm-hmm. are thing, 
things that people who are re-entering mm-hmm. into the com- into community, those are things that they need. Right. And so CORE is designed to provide that service, kind of some wraparound services uh, to help provide support, encouragement, obviously resources. A big element to that is helping them to find a place to work. Mm-hmm. How long has CORE been around, the actual program? And so, is it something that you guys, I mean, that's something unique to Danville Correctional Center, or is it something more national or statewide or no it's actually very unique to our area it? okay. it's it's came out of danville correctional center hmm. uh michael braun who is our executive director yeah. uh, was incarcerated mm-hmm. at uh, danville correctional center for about 16 years and while he was there he and uh, two others helped to create a program called the building block program mm-hmm. uh, which was a peer education program which actually just took off, had great uh, success, uh, recognized by the state. Yeah. Uh, in fact, a, a, a new publication just came out about the Building hmm. Block Program. Research uh, was done on the Building Block Program. It's very exciting to, to see that. But Michael was involved in that. But during COVID, they took some time and kind of retooled it and realized, you know, we need to actually prepare these guys for re-entry and so that's where the idea for core Hmm. came and so when he was uh released uh be two years ago uh will be two years this june Mm -hmm. uh first of june uh he he was all ready to go uh to get uh core moving in fact second church would played a very key role in the very beginning i'm helping to get core off the ground Hmm. So, Ricky, you're a busy guy. you got a lot of irons in the fire. Why, why are you a part of the board for CORE? Why are you passionate about CORE reentry? Well, one of the first things that I saw working in the Department of Corrections for 22 years was that we were releasing men and women, and we knew that 97, almost 98% of all these men and women were coming back to the communities mm-hmm. somewhere. Well, we call and, that recidivism. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. Recidivism is the other way. Oh, it's the other way. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. This okay. is just uh, reentry. Reentry. So, yeah, okay. Gotcha. We know that 97% are going to come. Gotcha. Over 97% are coming back to the community. Okay. So we, what I looked at was what was going on from where I, my standpoint, uh, as working in corrections. Yeah. So we were releasing people uh, literally with uh, a 30 days worth of medication. Yeah. Uh, and some of them were on psychotropics. Yeah. Uh, we were releasing them to wherever we could place them. Yeah. Okay. And if people say, well, what do you mean wherever? Well, some people have families. Some people have they broken their ties. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it becomes a problem. So we were releasing people out here in the communities uh, nationwide. I mean, it's happening nationwide. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had no track, tracking, no monitoring devices on them, you know, once they break f- from the system. Okay. And so if they go out there and abs- abscond or whatever, meaning that they don't report or what, they're just out there somewhere. Right. And so, you know, when I was looking at all this, it became a problem with, uh, okay, what are we actually doing with them? coming out how are we assisting people say well if they want to work they can work it's not that simple Uh, i had uh uh, working in this for uh, 30 years i had um you know employer employers say not hiring those people right you know and and this how it was and and so okay that's fine however they still are going to be out here floating around in your community Uh, so what do you want to do with that and that's where the problem that i saw so when i was asked to come on to core it was like okay what can i bring 
thing. Well, I knew there were some things that the men and women needed coming into the community. Number one, they've got to have a place to stay. Yeah. You know, uh, you don't want somebody running around willy nilly in the community. Right. Okay. That's number one. The second part was that, you know, there had to be some type of employment. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I told Dale this: man don't work, you don't eat, right? Right. And uh, so that's not Ricky, folks. Right. That's right. that's that's our Lord. Right. So, uh, right. Uh, so what is going on is you're you're seeing people unable to do these things. Then you have transportation issues. Yeah. I can get them. We might get them a job. Then how do we how get do them? They there? get there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so the state is doing a lot better job of, of preparing them coming out. They've been. They've listened. They're doing those things. However. Uh, the transition is still hard. And then the biggest part of that is community. Yeah. Um, when you come out here and you're still by yourself, and people say, well, they, they've been by themselves. No, they had a community right. inside of, of corrections. Okay. Yeah. Regardless of however you want to look at that, mm-hmm. there is a community. They could talk to someone. They could, And then we bring them out here and they're, they're isolated. Right. And then we wonder why recidivism There you go. Goes there you up. go. Okay. okay. It's almost like, previously we weren't setting them up to find success no like if they found success it was despite obstacles correct that were along the way correct so Dale, what about you what would you say about some of the obstacles and why you're so invested in core reentry? i think my investment in core has to do with my involvement at danville correctional center that that's where it really started and uh and and my relationship with michael and uh, you know i knew him when he was incarcerated inside and to see his passion for helping uh men especially since we're talking about danville correctional center but it involves women too but helping people re-enter successfully right into community and and i want to be a part of that i i want to see people succeed yeah um in, in terms of funding i mean this isn't going to be something that's going to happen without funding no. and i know you've had some partnerships in yes. the past, but it's time that your board is saying we need to really develop like a fundraising plan, a yes. strategic plan. Give us an update on what's happening with that. Yes, we had some great <laughs> funding uh, to help get our, our first year uh, off the ground. Um, uh, I want to give just a thanks to those people. They like to kind of remain anonymous. Yeah, okay, so I'm not yeah. going to mention the name, but uh, a great foundation out of Chicago very that generous, came alongside right? of us, very generous and helped us. And, and they're still helping now. But one of the things they want to help us do is is create some sustainability for us. But we need funding. Uh, uh, we we've got about a hundred and thirty thousand dollar budget, and that uh, that covers two employees and resources and services uh, that we provide uh, for our clients. And by the way, we have about twenty clients. Yeah. I didn't right know now. that. You shared that yesterday, yes. and that was yes. I mean, that's great because it's a new program, you know, for is. the most it, part. It's a year old, and yeah. we've, we have 100% uh, no recidivism Man, that's at this great. point. You know. Now, obviously, we're, we're, we're early into the program, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, but uh, we've had some clients that, that have been on board we've been working with for for over a year, and, and they're doing well. I, I, in fact, one really great example, I think, of, of how we help, there was a, a gentleman that was referred to us by a local industry. Because they heard about CORE. He had been incarcerated for 12 years. Uh, he'd been out for five months, got a job there, when I'm thankful that they hired mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. But he he they, he was kind of struggling a little mm-hmm, bit. And mm-hmm. so they referred him to CORE. Uh, we came alongside of him, some counseling, some coursework, uh, just that support that they need. And, uh, and he's thriving right now. And why is that important to the community of Vermillion County? 
I mean, does does everyone that is released from Danville Correctional Center, do they end up in Danville? Do they end up in different areas? Why is this important for Vermilion County? They end up normally, uh, and I've been out of the system for a little while, but normally they they end up wherever they can live, wherever they can find housing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, So for us, we know that they're coming back to the community, but not all 97%, 98% of them come to this community. Right. And they go to a different community. Right. Um, however, we we have to do something because you got to remember the propensity to recidivate goes up. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't have anybody to, to communicate with. I don't have any place to work. I don't have any place to live. Yeah. Okay. Now, what am I going to do? Uh, you're actually putting a person in, in a situation where everything all over all the all the monitors that we watch all those things go sky high mm-hmm. when yeah. when that happens so you you have a couple of employees you have a budget do they actually come alongside these people and f- they find them housing they pay for the housing no uh don't we don't pay for housing okay. i mean we do there are resources in the community there's quite mm-hmm. a bit of resources in the community so part of that is networking with other organizations gotcha. yeah. and agencies here in the community uh, and one of the things that's been real helpful with that has been Step Up, uh, right. which has brought a lot of our organizations together in the community. The uh, Vermilion County Help Network, which yeah. has over a hundred organizations on this mm-hmm. on this database, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. provides us kind of quick access to what other organizations mm-hmm. provide. Yeah. So it really, and, and to that point, it really takes a community right. to solve this problem. We all have to come together and uh, agencies, organizations, churches, yeah. businesses, mm-hmm. education needs to be a part of the mm-hmm. solution. Mm-hmm. And let's put in a plug for Step Up because Step Up's meeting Friday. They are. And I, I think, you know, that's a great opportunity for people to come out and you'll hear multiple testimonies, multiple community updates. Is that right? That's exactly right. In fact, Michael Braun is actually going to be presenting at Step Up. Yes, yeah. uh, and Friday. anybody can come. This is not a closed group. It's at eight o'clock, Second Church of Christ. There'll be a cup of coffee waiting for you. That's right. And we'll have you on your way by ten. I would think it would be a great place. Like if you're living in a neighborhood that has troubled maybe areas, or you're concerned about your own neighborhood and safety, come to this meeting because th- that's the kind of this is the kind of stuff that you're doing that's really going to transform not just the life of the person that's coming out of being incarcerated, but their families, their children, their their neighborhood, where they are living. Well, and so I think it's important that neighbors hear about what's going on and Step Up is a great place to come and just find out what's going on. I agree with that. And the other thing that we haven't added in that, we've been talking about people coming out of prison, but assisting people in the community who's under sanctions. Yeah. Okay. That's a big one. People don't understand. You know, you've got a person that's on uh, probation or parole out here Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're under the same types of problems. Uh, A lot of people don't like when I say this, but a lot of times we take men and women who have, uh, been unsuccessful in their homes or in their area yeah. and we put them back there mm-hmm. and expect to have success that, yeah. that to me mm-hmm. is nonsense but yeah i understand the thinking you got to have them somewhere they've got to be put somewhere um i think core gives a little bit more uh uh substantiating the basis of what needs to happen yeah uh for that man or woman in the community and uh that's not i mean that's not just people coming from prison that's people that's on probation right you know or some other type of sanctions there's so many sanctions in our in our system yeah that people don't really understand so. yeah 
Hey, we have a really important community meeting that's coming up on yeah. March the 6th, and uh, it's going to be at, Dan- at uh, Danville Area Community College, and we're calling it a town hall meeting, and it's an opportunity for us to present core to a lot of HR people, uh, mm-hmm. uh, folks that uh, are involved in uh, providing resources mm-hmm. in our community so mm-hmm. we can really talk about what's happening not just locally, but even nationally with reentry. Mm-hmm. That's an that's such a hot topic right now mm-hmm. in social mm-hmm. services, mm-hmm. And, in, and there's a lot of money in government grants that are available to um, uh, to organizations mm-hmm. that are focusing in on reentry. We're trying to tap into some of that, but mm-hmm. it, it usually takes a while to get that. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. we could use any kind of help or assistance uh, that anybody uh, would like to send our way. We mm-hmm. would love to do that. So that's a Wednesday. Do we have a yes. time yet for that? It's or? going to be around noontime. Okay, so we'll, daytime meeting. Okay, yes. gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. So the plan is for a, a lunch and a presentation for a couple of hours. So it seems like CORE really just gives credibility to someone who needs needs some credibility. I mean, yeah. they're coming out. They may have proven themselves in the system. They may have gone through building blocks or done you know what they need to do inside. They need some credibility, and it sounds like that's what CORE provides for them. There's an old movie that I really like, and I, I share it with my corrections people in, in criminal justice, and that is uh, Shawshank Redemption. Mm. If you I not, was just thinking yeah, about that. If you have yeah. not ever seen that, yeah. that is so true in mm-hmm. so many ways, yeah. you know, that, that uh, men and women coming out of the prisons, they're, sometimes they're hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Uh, there are some men and women who have been in, incarcerated for many years are now coming to a world that they don't even know. Right. Yeah. Uh, computers and yeah. different Technology. stuff, yes. <laughs> that they haven't had an opportunity yeah. to 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 deal with and and so all of a sudden the world's going at you know 120 pace and I'm still doing one right yeah and so Right. Well, I just I love so much all that I've heard mm-hmm. about core reentry, and um, would love to get Michael Braun mm-hmm. on direct line mm-hmm. at some time mm-hmm. to uh, to let him share about what's happening with this. Dale, as you kind of wrap up this interview, just the bigger picture, and I know you and I have had a lot of conversations about this. Why is ministry to prison mm-hmm. important? Why why is that something that churches should lean in on as opposed to saying? I don't think that's for me. And I know for a long time, Second Church didn't really have a tangible, meaningful prison ministry. But yes. I would say it's one of my favorite aspects mm-hmm. of ministry mm-hmm. at Second Church of Christ. It's Why is that important? Yeah, it is certainly one that's growing and has a lot more room to grow. But I think it's important because Scripture is, is very clear about how we are to reach out uh, and care for and love those who... Uh, the Bible says are, are the least of these. Yes. You know, often, mm-hmm. the, and and our society looks at those who have been incarcerated and and categorizes them as mm-hmm. the least. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we're to serve those yeah. people. And uh, and you know, I I love them. I love being out there. Mm-hmm. And I I would say. You know, there's there's so many men out at Danville Correctional Center who are really working hard mm-hmm. to get their life Absolutely. on the right track. And I, I come away encouraged yeah. and inspired when I'm out there. I bet yeah. you do, too. Well, you know, it's funny. I had mentioned uh, probably a year ago now about being at the prison the week before, and my mom was watching the live stream, and I had a voicemail waiting for me when I got done that day. What are you doing? You're putting your life at risk. And I said, Mom, I I really don't think you understand. This is one of the most worshipful, hopeful moments of my month, month in, month out. These guys are hungry. These are my brothers in Christ. Obviously, they've made mistakes. Man, I've made mistakes, mm-hmm. you know? 
know. I go back to some of the stupid things I did as a 16, 17-year-old. I think I was lucky, honestly, yeah. you know, that there wasn't a policeman standing right over there, <laughs> quite honestly. And so I just, I, I love so much the opportunities that we have. And, uh, you know, Terry Goodwin, our friend, yeah. has, has yeah. really championed that. And mm-hmm. I, I'm excited that Crossroads Christian Church is leaning into that. And mm-hmm. just my hope would be that many more churches in the Danville area would follow the lead of guys like Pastor Thomas Miller, who has been there faithfully mm-hmm. Tuesday in, Tuesday mm-hmm. out for 30 years. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And, you know, I, I think about Prison Fellowship yes. uh, Ministry, Chuck Colson yes. and yes. the work that he's done. And Prison Fellowship has a program every April called Second Chance Month. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's something we're talking about hmm. as a church being involved in. Yeah. And, and, I hope uh, we do. And, and we hope we encourage other churches in the area to uh, consider uh, Second Chance yeah. Month. You know, go to mm-hmm. uh, Prison Fellowship dot uh, org and look up second chance it's a great opportunity a blessing. for us to serve it's a blessing when you go in in there and then you when when someone is released like a michael and you see him in your congregation worshiping yeah. with you yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a totally different perspective right as the opportunities that pastors in this area have they can get themselves in that building and form relationships and you never know what that right. means when they come out yeah they may not end up at your church most yeah. likely not, yeah. but they may. They yeah. may walk through the doors of your church because of a relationship you have you know, had with the, someone in there. You know, we just recently got a letter from one of the guys at Danville Correctional Center, and he was so blessed by our ministry and what we're doing out there. And, you know, we did the prison packs. For Christmas, and, yeah. And at Christmas, those mm-hmm. Christmas mm-hmm. gifts. Mm-hmm. And he sent a check. For ten dollars, he says, "I want to support Aww. Second Church of wow. Christ." Uh, and I think it, you That's know, he's he basically supporting the ministry of, of 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 a church, any church. It could be yeah. any any church involved. Right. But uh, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I was very inspired. Yeah, I um, I tell my students because students will stop by the door and wave and stuff yeah. to me and all that kind of stuff, and or ask me to step out for a minute, and uh, I let them know. I said, "Some of those guys are are." are are ex-felons yeah. and they're like what yeah i'm like yeah. yeah i said some of the men that you see that stop by that door yeah they have been incarcerated before yeah. and it's like are you what are you yep. sure yeah no i'm not sure <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> uh, what i do know is that you know they there's a lot of men there's a lot of success stories out absolutely there. and so and that that doesn't help I mean, that doesn't happen right. without all you guys. Right. It doesn't happen without a core. It doesn't right. happen without a second. It absolutely. doesn't happen without a connection. Step up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Step up. That's so right. those things are, are, are real. And, you know, you may have a family member yeah. who has been incarcerated mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. who needs assistance. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's always great to have someone there because evidently sometimes my advice didn't yeah. take yeah. so they need some outside advice so, yeah. well guys we need to go to break but I'm so thankful mm-hmm. that you stopped by Dale Daniel and Ricky Williams Sr. from mm-hmm. Core Reentry. it's just inspiring Absolutely. to hear what's happening and I look forward to step up this Friday at 8 o'clock and also to the town hall on Wednesday March 6th at DAC you're listening to Direct Line we'll be right back after 
You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Stephanie with Greg. What a great segment. I learned a lot yeah. about what CORE is and the great work that they are doing to help men get out of the system and yeah. get into real life again and yep. to do it successfully. Well, great you know, job for them. Our God is a God of second chances. And third and, and fourth and, and fifth. And, yeah. and I think that yeah. this is just a personification of that reality. And, you know, I praise God that I've lived the life and had the life that I have, and I've never faced some of the obstacles that people have. But thank you to people that are giving people second chances. Absolutely. And uh, one thing I did want to highlight that I forgot to mention is Dale had talked about the building block, mm-hmm. and Dale and Phil Joy have put together about mm-hmm. a 14-minute documentary mm-hmm. about the building block. You've seen it, yep. and I'm going to link it on my Facebook. Facebook page today because I, I think it's just very informational to see all that is unfolding and the blessing that it really and is. And that it came from within the the correctional center. These are yep. guys who said this is what we need, and they developed this program. Yep. And um, that has just become such a success in the in the in the correctional center. But then yep. moving out into the state of Illinois and how others are embracing it, and um, I think it's just amazing. So, Absolutely, I'll hey, watch it again. We've got a women's conference at Second mm-hmm. Church. This mm-hmm. weekend, Friday, Saturday, I share that because today is the absolute last day to sign up. I think there are over 250 that's women, awesome. which I think is a great number. Yeah. And uh, I know that it's it's an opportunity that's come to our community.
community that you don't have a lot of times. A lot of times you've got to travel to Indianapolis mm-hmm. or to St. Louis to have a, a you know a meaningful women's it's a conference. two-day conference. Two-day Friday, conference. Saturday. Friday night. Starts yep. Friday night. Yep. I think at 6, and then it goes Saturday, uh, I think most of the day, mm-hmm. and I think there's a meal that's a part of that. Mm-hmm. There'll be and, some great worship, yeah. some breakout sessions. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, so if you want more information, reach out to Michelle Garrison uh, or just call Second Church yeah. at 217-442-7306, but you need to do it today. today. Now, two more things. We love the ministry of FCA, the Fellowship of Christian mm-hmm. Athletes, and next week, Brian Carpenter, the local guy for FCA, is going to be on direct line with us, but they have a great event coming up on Monday, February 12. Mm-hmm. They do an annual fundraising gathering. Uh, it's kind of like a dessert fellowship, and do you know the name Andy Bennis? I do not. Andy Bennis was a pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals and other teams for many years, and a very strong believer, and he's going to be in town, and he's going to kind of tell the story okay. of faith and how that that's so important. And, you know, I love the impact that mm-hmm. FCA is having with students, of course, but they're really leaning into coaches. They're really mm-hmm. saying if we can get coaches mm-hmm. to be serious about their faith, uh, you know, they are on the front lines. Their and, impact is tremendous. You, you know, the coaches yeah. that go just bananas and are like lunatic. You know, they lead the the, the news most nights, right. the Sports Center news. But I love guys that are pouring in, mm-hmm. you know, week in, week out. Mm-hmm. You know, John Gross was Illinois basketball coach for, for, I think, five seasons and didn't have a lot of success and got fired because he didn't win enough games. But I loved his heart mm-hmm. as a Christ follower. I got to hear him at a prayer breakfast in Decatur. And he preached a sermon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all about wins and losses, but I'm thankful for those people that are cut from mm-hmm. a Christian cloth. And uh, obviously, they're not showing up for practice memorizing the Sermon on the Mount. You know, right. they're practicing their free throws, but I just think it's so important. And so, if you want more information about the FCA banquet, you can reach out to me at Second Church. Again, it's Monday, February 12, Crossroads Christian Church, 6 to 8 p.m. And then, Stephanie, are you a fan of pancake and sausage breakfasts? <laughs> You like that? I'm a pancake guy. Not so much, huh? I, I don't really go. <clears throat> I, gee, you, people must think I'm boring. I don't go to the movies. I don't go to the pancake breakfast. Mm, I think I went once with you guys to well, some pancake thing. That was downtown. I yeah, think that was the, the Kiwanis Center. Day. Yeah, I did go to that. But there's a great pancake and sausage day huh. up in Bismarck, not okay. far from here, on Saturday, February the 3rd. It goes from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Now, my son taught at Bismarck right? last year, and he said, hey, I've got practice until 10. Come up. We'll go eat pancakes. Man, the line was all the way out. <laughs> the door. Were they good pancakes? Well, we didn't go back till oh. 1230, and they weren't good. They were great. The <laughs> sausage was out of this world. The pancakes were hmm. great. But again, it's a great cause. You read about the, the Bismarck Lions Club, mm-hmm. and they're raising this money, and you know they're not keeping it. They're mm-hmm. giving it mm-hmm. away. They're making a difference. So I just love so much these opportunities that are in front of us. Really good stuff. You just love so. to eat. I do love me a good pancake. There is no doubt about that. Hey, uh, for our good news segment, as we wrap up, we've got about 30 seconds left. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to just give a shout out to all those in the world of adoption Mm -hmm. and foster Mm -hmm. care ministries, like the Women's Care Clinic that help facilitate and get people Mm -hmm. connected. And I want to just plant a seed. You know, you, you may be thinking to yourself, what do I have to offer? Will you lean in? Will you look at it? You may determine that that's not for me. But again, when you lean into the world of adoption mm-hmm. and foster care, you are literally changing lives mm-hmm. one life at a time. Mm-hmm. Every life matters. Every life matters. All right. right. So on behalf of Stephanie and Garrett, the sound guy, thanks so much for listening to Direct Line. And we can't wait to connect with you next week on Direct Line. Have and a great week. Call me if you got a Stanley Cup. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. That's right. <laughs> Bye-bye.